Submitted for your approval and potential iTunes review. A show beyond jokes and humor. Where what passes for entertainment is two men with no notable qualities telling each other about memes they've seen on the internet. A show not only of sound, but also sometimes pictures posted on an Instagram page. Don't stop now. You've already gotten too far into Snickles. Welcome to Snickles. I'm Jake, and I am a human lizard. Snickle. I'm Darren. Uh, do I exist at all? Or I know I'm missing. Snickle. Yeah. So Jake saw a sign. What did you see, Jake? Oh, you know one of those rose, rosed clothes? Fuck. Rose. Let's take what? it again. Let's take it again. You know one so, of those. Hang, well, hang on. I have oh, to start sorry. you off. Sorry. Cue so, me up. Cue me up. Cue me up. Cue, we're going to say cue me up, Scotty. Cue me up. Cue <laughs> uh, me up, Scotty. Jake saw one of those. What did you see, Jake? I saw one of those road closed signs. You know those big ones, like orange? Have you seen these? What does it say on orange? it? Orange? It says rose closed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Darren, one more time, one more time. Ask, okay. just, ask, just ask that last question again. No, we should do the whole thing again. Okay. Just get it clean. So Jake saw one of those. What did you see, Jake? I saw a road closed sign. You know one of those? Yeah. It's like big and orange. Uh, it's got words on it. What do the words say? They say road clode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, it was just blowing down the street. It was really windy. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't take that to another one because yeah. uh, comedy roll threes, baby. I, I was, I was like, am I in Chicago? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with how windy it is in this city. We are in the city, and it is certainly windy. The city uh, that usually sleeps, Denver, Colorado. Yeah, it's a very sleepy city out here. The city that sleeps until eleven. Yeah, basically, especially with COVID, uh, everybody's unemployed and got nothing better to do than sleep. Um, what a society. Yeah, we should finally talk about COVID. We should finally get into it. No, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I think it's too new. I think it's too new. To, You're right. To I haven't really on. formulated my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. I I just don't really know. Other than like that sign blowing away, we're out of ideas, folks. This is yeah. We I run think the well dry on on ideas. Darren has talked about every high school bully who ever bullied him and everyone he ever bullied in high school. I've talked about. Have you? How many bullies have you talked about? Uh, all of them. Yeah, yeah, all. Every of them. one of them. Okay. Every single one, and everyone I've ever bullied. One time, okay. Including my principal. I will say there's a story I haven't told on here. It wasn't a bully. What? In fact, I would say I might have even been the bully in this situation. Oh, my God. This is... Everyone, open up a popcorn. Get a popcorn. Because I already told my last story about the road closed sign. So, I was in, I think, first grade. Oh, a great grade. One of the best. Yeah, it's first grade. You don't know anybody in first grade. And I, I came from kindergarten well, at a different school. I was in first grade with my cousin, so... Pretty lucky. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake went with a lot of his cousins. He grew up in a very small town. Uh, I'm glad you finally got out of that. The city that always sleeps together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I didn't. I don't sleep with my cousins. I just want to say. Mm, is I, that true? 
Yes. I can, I'll joke about a lot of things on this show, but I don't have relations with my cousins. I'll, you, could, you could test me. Um, anyway. You could, you could go into my brain and look through all my memories and they wouldn't be there. Uh, Jake. You could cut my brain open, attach it to a, a, a scanner, and you wouldn't find any like of the memories. Like the movie memories. Scanners? Yeah. Your head would blow up. Yeah, I'm going to suck your brain dry. <laughs> no, not the only thing you'll suck dry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, yeah. I said we didn't sleep together. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't a whole lot of sleeping, was there? Um, So. I I don't have sex with my cousins. I just want to say. First grade, which is the grade Jake was in with his cousins. One cousin. Uh, There were multiple. First Um, grade, one of the best. One of the best grades, I'd say. uh, Up there. Up there with second. Even third. third. Thirds were... That was like your last... That's like your last your last good hurrah. I feel like fifth grade was like... No, fourth grade was probably my last, like, real. Dude, to be honest, uh, you you have all this power when you're a kid. You have all this power. Of, like, just like just, scanners. Just like scanners. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally blow people's brains up as a kid. Over every the phone. Kid, every kid has that power. <laughs> and no one ever uses it. You don't know how to use it when you're a kid. Yeah, you have Scanner's all this powers power. are wasted on the youth. I've always said that. Did you watch the boys season finale? No, I haven't seen any of the second season. Oh, okay. Um, so when you're a kid, you have all this power and you don't know how to use it. And from first to like fourth grade is about where you start to come into your own. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I have this power of freedom. This means something to me now. When you're you know, first, second grade, you're like, I have freedom to do, to act like a complete ass. <laughs> and I don't know how to use it. I still, like, I, you use it blindly. And then in fourth grade, it's when like, you're in, I, when I you're have in the power grade, to use it. You, like, you have the same mental thoughts as Elon Musk has when he goes on Twitter. You, like, you can just do anything. You don't even know what consequences are. <laughs> Everybody in, in first grade, you mean, or in fourth grade? In first grade. Okay. I think you just have that, like, you just have all the power in the world and nothing telling you to stop it. Yeah. You can, you can go crazy. In the words of a famous internet man, you can go crazy. Ah, you can go stupid. (laughs) You can go crazy. You can go stupid. Darren, what happened to you in first grade? (laughs) So I was waiting. So at my school, when you showed up to class, they made you wait outside, outside of the classroom. Yeah. Oh, outside of the school or outside of the classroom? Outside of school. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody could go in. All these kids were waiting outside. Everybody was, like, talking, playing, whatever. There's this kid who ended up being a really nice guy. He he, he, st- he kept going to school with me throughout high school. Uh, nice guy. Good guy. Uh, don't know what he's up to now. Don't keep up with him. One of the best. One of the uh, best. Great guy. Great guy. Uh... Hopefully he doesn't run into any um, incriminating uh, cases where he... Um, as far as we know... As far as we know, best. he's a good guy. That's the point. And so he, like, was just... He was talking to me about, like, the schedule. I, I think I missed a day or something, and I was like, what happened, like, this week at school? And he was, like, talking, and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. she said, like, miss... 
something. I don't want to really name any names here. He goes, that miss some of my, my, my. Darren just burped into one hand and then pulled back and burped into the other I'm hand. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just lubing these suckers up, baby. I'm ready to go. That's not just burping there. That's, that's, I'm getting all the gases. I'm capturing oh, Okay. It. That's good. <laughs> it's my last bastion of power. Um, and he was explaining what we did in the week. He was like, miss whatever said this. And that was, and then for some reason he just screamed yesterday in my face, <laughs> like as close as I am to this microphone. He just screamed. She said this yesterday in my face, <laughs> and I was like, and I thought he was mad at me, and I was like, I'm not letting this guy get away with this. <laughs> so back to him, I went, I went, okay, thank you, <laughs> or something along those lines. And I, our teacher saw me do that. Oh, no. And she saw me She screaming. saw you yell at she him. She didn't see him. Oh, that's how it always goes. Yeah. So Never she, punch second. So she goes, Darren, get in here. And I was like, what? What happened? And she, like, pulled me in. And she says, she says, how dare you? He has hearing aids. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He, he screamed in my face, though. And she was like... He has hearing aids. <laughs> I was like, how? And like thinking of it now, I'm like, did she just not like me? Because how in the fuck was I supposed to know that he had hearing aids? I couldn't see them. I probably didn't even know what hearing aids were. Uh, and I, but yeah, it's like, I'm a kid. If someone screams in my face, I have this untapped power to scream back in their face with no repercussions, and I f- and well, I felt my like my power was stifled that day. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed you're supposed to, that's supposed to be the time when we're allowed to yell at each other's faces. Oh yeah. Otherwise, how will we ever learn? There's no way, in my opinion. That's what I yeah. say. Yeah. Because if you yell in the wrong person's face, they kill you, and that's that's how humans have gotten to this point. That's how Rick Moranis got punched. Yeah. Yeah. He was screaming, and he got just punched. He got sniped. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get sniped with a real sniper. This time it was just a knuckle bullet. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't just put that into the universe. Or Rick Moranis getting murdered. Well, he got punched already. I, I know he got punched. But we shouldn't just talk about him getting shot for no reason. I, I don't think. I hope Rick Moranis gets like a like GoFundMe donations from people with more money than me. I uh, don't. Darren. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How's it going? We're, uh, your birthday's coming up. We're not gonna, we're not gonna release another episode before your birthday. So, uh, this is a, this is a Snickles first. Play the music. Play the music. Do you have the, do you have the music ready? Yeah, it's, it's playing right now. Okay, good. Uh, we're gonna do the first ever Snickles birthday gift bath bracket. I've got, uh, I've got four objects here for you. Wait, am I opening these now? Yeah, so you're gonna open the top two, and then we're gonna decide. We're why gonna don't we decide. Do this, why don't we do this closer to my birthday? Because your birthday's coming up. And I already bought them. But. <laughs> I mean, it's eight days away. We'll be. Re- yeah, we'll but we're not gonna record. Another. We're not gonna release another episode before your birthday. Okay. All right. And they're already here. They're already. So here's what's gonna happen, Darren. This is a bracket. You're going to open up the top two and then the bottom two. Okay. You're going to decide which one you want to keep as your gift. I'm going to decide also. I don't know what this could possibly be. The tiebreaker is I pick which one I think you'd probably rather have. This is heavy. Yeah, so just open it. 
whatever whatever doesn't get picked, I'm just going to return to the store. I kept the receipt, so please don't open the plastic on any of those. Oh, if wait. If there's plastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm opening all of these. Yes. I'm opening the, the gift wrap on all yes. of these. But I'm not opening the plastic on any of them. If there's plastic. And then I'm comparing <laughs> Whatever them. they might be. And then I'm comparing them to yes. see which one wins. And then, and then we're both going to decide what, what moves on to the next. And then there's going to be a final matchup, and then we're going to pick what you keep. Okay. It's a bracket. We do brackets on the show, I appreciate Darren. this, Jake. I yeah. Do. Let me take a... Let me just snap a... Hold those up real quick. Let me just snap a quick pic of Darren with his birthday gifts. One of these is something that I have never touched in my life, I, I think. All right, go for it. Yeah, it's a it's a female boob. So Jake, for those listening and who aren't following on Instagram, uh, you should. But also, um, he used Paw Patrol uh, wrapping paper on this. Correct. Very pretty good wrapping job from Jake. I Thank think you. He's a good. He's a very talented gift wrapper. Um, I'm sort of a, a young Eminem. Someone, someone's going to the North Pole <laughs> <laughs> during Black Friday. Um, all right, I'm opening the first one. Is that what happens the when you're a right good rapper? Top. You go to the, the North Pole during yeah, that's, Black Friday. That's their eight mile, yeah. <laughs> so it's a Blu-ray of some kind. All right, Darren's really taking his time digging into this it's one. It's a metal. It's a steel it's book. A steel book, Blu-ray for Halloween. Oh wow, it's got it's pretty good looking. It's the new Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween 2019 or 2018 when um, that movie come out. I. I know that you loved this movie, so I thought yeah. that I'd get it for you. And I really liked that I did cover. I like it. I did like it. I thought that was movie. a really cool cover. Jake said he wanted to watch a horror movie after this podcast was done, which I thought was a weird request. Yeah, he thought it was weird I wanted to watch a movie. I don't think Darren sees us as friends. I think he sees us as coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm opening, the first, I'm opening the second one. Um, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is also... I don't know what order these are in, so this is kind of surprising for me, too. This is also a Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Uh, it's The Matrix, which I have done... Ooh, this is also a steel book. Yeah. Uh, Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, found out recently that the Wachowski siblings meant it as an allegory for trans identity. Yeah. Interesting take on it, I thought. Uh, yeah, I'm I not had sure that no they're idea. correct. I'm not sure that they're right about their... You know what's <laughs> weird, though? Because they're both trans and they're, they're the Wachowski sisters now, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they're both... But on the back of that, it says Wachowski brothers for everything. And I, d- I thought that was oh, weird. Because yeah, like, this, this is a pretty new release. I mean, they were brothers when they made this. Um, we, don't, we don't need to get into the... <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's how they went by. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so the Matrix, it's a beautiful steel book. Uh, it has an egg on it uh, with, assumedly Neo, but it could be anybody. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, go to our YouTube so, and check so we're out gonna the. Pick... Oh wait, we're n- I'm not opening these. No, 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 we're gonna do these first. This matchup first, and then you'll oh. open these too. Oh, okay. Um... Oh boy, man. Here's the thing about the new Halloween. Like, I like. I like The Matrix as a movie better, <laughs> but the new Halloween has the fucking, the digital copy on it, dude. That's true. And I do like the new Halloween. I, I I really do, but I don't like it as much as The Matrix as a movie. But I don't know if you owned The Matrix on Blu-ray. I thought, I, I mean, that's a, that's just a nice steel book of it. I know, it is. I don't know if I've, <laughs> have I bought it on Blu-ray? Well, this is good. He doesn't even know what he owns. No, I don't. Uh... Okay. Oh shit, man. This is tough. I think my so we have I have like a shared voodoo with some friends. 
Jake knows. Yeah, Darren uh, didn't reply think, to my message about my uh, my recent mishap. I think that regarding that. Yeah, because <laughs> because of the underhandedness of it. Because you're like you're like I accidentally uploaded a movie to the. It was like, three movies, like movies that we didn't even give a shit about. What movies were they again? Apocalypse Now. Yeah. So, which I think we already had. Did we already have? I don't know. I didn't mean to do it on that account. And so Jake goes, you're welcome, (laughs) I guess. Even though I gave him the login and everything, and he can watch it at any time, along with like a hundred other movies (laughs) at any time. And he's like mad. I wasn't mad. I just thought you would think it was funny. And you didn't reply because you don't see us as friends. I just was like kind of appalled by the underhandedness of it. I love these two steel books, though. Dude, this one's fucking hard, Jake. <laughs> Fuck you for doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you for doing <laughs> this. <laughs> um, okay, so... God, The Matrix is a f- classic. And The New Halloween is good. Everyone knows Darren loved The New Halloween. Thought it was flawless. So Couldn't what's see the anything wrong with the movie. What's the tiebreaker? I, I, I pick which one I think you would rather have. Oh, I know which one you would pick. You would pick. No, you don't. Well, you you pick and I pick. This is how our brackets go. We both pick. What what moves on? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, God, I just feel like the the only thing that's gravitating me towards Halloween is the fact that I feel like I can watch The Matrix anywhere. I feel like I can just like <laughs> ah, but there's so many special features, dude. There's four commentaries, dude. <laughs> You got Carrie Ann Moss, Zach. You don't have a Keanu commentary on this. Ooh, that's gonna damage it. That's gonna damage it. The Halloween box set or whatever does have a Keanu commentary. Yeah, that's true. Oddly enough, <laughs> uh, talking about the Matrix. <laughs> um. Oh man, I. Oh, God, I I I do. Oh. <laughs> This one's so hard, dude. I, I'm i going to pick Halloween uh, just because of the time of year. If it, I'm sure if it was any other time of year, I'd probably pick The Matrix, but well, I'm going to pick Well, I wouldn't be giving you a birthday present any other time of the year, would I? That's I'm gonna true. I'm going to pick The Matrix to move forward, so the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is what I think you would rather have, so we'll pick Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... That's the stupidest That's the tiebreaker. tiebreaker. Okay. It's just what I think you would rather have. So I'll just take the Matrix back to the store. I'll just return <laughs> it. You could also just keep it for yourself. Yeah, I could. All right, so this, I'm feeling the sides. I think Jake already opened this one. Oh, it better not be open. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm ripping, open, ripping open the wrapping paper on this one. Oh, it's not opened. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw, I think. Yeah, okay. The greatest lo- movie of all the time. The greatest movie of last year. Of all time. Of all time of last year. Uh, cool. Okay, so the first pick is Hobbs and Shaw. I'm opening the second one. SLC Punk, dude. It's SLC Punk. No, it's a DVD of Shark Tale. Um, this one's another very tough one. Um, one of these you did say was the best movie ever. And it was Shark Tale. Uh, I mean, dude, I would rather keep Hobbs and Shaw. All right, well, I'm going to pick Shark Tale for you. <laughs> And the tiebreaker is which one I think you would rather have. So I'm going to pick Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just take that Hobson Shop Blu-ray. See, was this just a ploy to give me a Halloween DVD Blu-ray? No, because now, now we get to pick up this final matchup. Oh, so you're going to 
Uh, it was gonna be oh, it's gonna be Shark Tale no matter. It's what. one. It's one or the other. It's, it's gonna be Shark. It depends Tale no where we what. land. Okay, it depends I see. where we land. On I this. can spot this bit from a mile away. I think it's gonna be Shark Tale. <laughs> Jake wanted to just give me Shark Tale. That's that's the bit. Uh, and it's a DVD. It's not even a Blu-ray. It's a DVD of Shark Tale. <laughs> Um, so I mean, the movie that Scott Ackerman's dad saw and said, "Well, that wasn't very good." <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what I'm gonna pick? I'm gonna pick Halloween, but <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna pick Shark Tale, and I think you would rather have Shark Tale. Yeah, I know. So I'll so just take Halloween. You can take Halloween back. Uh, all right, so I have Shark Tale now. You're um, welcome. Just throw that over to the side there. Um, cool. Happy Thanks, birthday, Jake. Darren. Thanks, Jake. Uh, let's start this bracket, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you said you had an intro. I'm waiting for you to do the intro. No, that'll be at the beginning of this episode. They already heard it. So it is spooky time. Yeah. Time to jump all over that spooky dick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake and Which I... Which is why I thought you might pick Halloween. Why I thought Halloween might win. Yeah, I mean... I thought that it might take it, but Shark Tale, I guess, just... Yeah. So, you you are right. Shark Tale did win. Um, uh, <laughs> you ever, like... You ever, like, have something... Like, you think you have something that is just taken away from you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've always had everything I needed. <laughs> So, we are trying to embrace our spooky side for this month. Uh, we can't really do a lot. Not a lot of Halloween parties going on. Because when you're an adult, you can't trick or treat anymore. So, what do you got? You got Halloween parties. Guess what? Halloween parties, they ain't happening this year. They're not happening this year. If you're being responsible, they're not happening this year. Yeah. I may still dress up and just stay at home so nobody can see me but myself. Uh, I might dress up for work. Not even like I can't. It's I like know. not safe to do that. Well, it's also it's work. a Saturday. Yeah, I guess if I worked over, <laughs> dress up. Anyway, um, so there's not much we can really do in the way of a spooky spirit this year. So we're gonna keep it alive as best as we can. We're gonna do a Twilight Zone bracket. This is 16 Twilight Zone episodes. The original series, not not all the remake series. Um, this is uh, the most, a lot of, it's a mix between like, it's mostly the most critically acclaimed episodes. It's either critically acclaimed episodes or episodes that um, friends of mine enjoyed or I enjoyed. Um, so we're going to pick out of these 16, which one is the best one. Some of these are in fact highly regarded as the best one, but I feel that Twilight Zone is so nuanced that there's no definitive best episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm i really interested to hear what you have to say about this, because I... I mean, I'll talk about it more when we get into it, but I think in some ways, like, the things that people really like in a Twilight Zone episode that makes it what they think is the best, I don't always necessarily agree with. Oh, me too, yeah. So that'll be interesting to discuss. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is this will be a good discussion, so keep listening. So the tiebreaker, Jake, is... Oh my god, what has the longer name? No, it's the IMDb score. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. 
because uh, I tried Rotten Tomatoes, but they only have scores for the seasons. They don't have oh. scores for the individual episodes. And if if uh, IMDb is also tied, or if there's some episodes that don't have a rating, then we're going to go to Metacritic. We could also that. do how many ratings each episode has, because I feel like... We could try that. I tried to find the viewership for each of these episodes, but it's oh, hard okay. to find. It's okay. difficult to find. <clears throat> Um, any questions before we begin? Uh, no. Then let's start it off. Uh, first matchup, we have our number one seed, It's a Good Life, versus number 16 seed, Living Doll. Uh, of course, It's a Good Life is about a little boy living in a small farm town who has the ability to wish anybody or anything into what he desires. Um... And Living Doll is what pretty much what it sounds like. It's like the precursor to like Chucky movies and stuff. It's yeah, a Living the, Doll. This girl has a bad stepfather. Her mom buys her a doll. That stepfather's mad about it. Yeah. The doll can talk, talking Tina, and she just says, "I love you," but she says like mean things to the stepfather. Yeah. And then he ends up. We can. Oh yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen these episodes and you don't want them spoiled. We're gonna spoil all of these. <laughs> yeah. These are gonna be heavily spoiled. So he dies. <laughs> so just be <laughs> be clear. Let's be clear about that. You can turn this off now if you want, or I, I don't know if you want to know. Then I mean they're they're like sixty years old. Yeah. Now. So anyway, uh, it's a good life. I I don't think I had seen this one, um, and it's it. Like, a lot of these are in, like, the cultural awareness in some way. You know how these things are. But this one, I feel like, is sort of under the radar. I don't know if you've had that same experience. But watching it, I, I did enjoy it. And I thought I thought what was really cool about this episode, because this was one of the later ones I watched, because I just watched through... I think I watched, like, 12 of these, because there was four that I, like, knew well enough that I didn't want to rewatch them. I watched them, like, through, and this was pretty close to the end, because I just did it in order. Uh... And I thought what was cool is, like, there isn't really a twist at the end. Like, No, there's you, not. You think it's going to be like, oh, but there's, act- like, he's actually not in charge or something. But it's just like, nope, that's how it is. Yeah. And, like, that, that hit me more than any of the twists in the other episodes, I think. Oh, yeah. And I, I think what they did was they, they almost, it's almost like they wrote the, all the stuff that Rod Serling introduces it with as the episode. Like, they wrote... That as the episode, and then they went, no, that's not a good enough episode. Let's do what happens after the twist this time. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like if they wrote this without doing that, then we would see all this stuff and wonder what was happening and then find out it's a little boy. Yeah, like all the stuff, like the city disappearing and all that. Yeah. So I thought that, like, that was really interesting. I also thought like just the way they're trying to appease this boy, I thought had like a really interesting political... Yeah. Like, like there's obviously you could say like that's that's how people treat Trump probably, but I think like given the time period, like it's it's interesting to think about like think that sort of appeasement with like the wars that had just happened and all that stuff. I think it's a really interesting episode. Oh yeah. Um uh, what what really what really inspired like it kind of this episode kind of inspired me. Because I, I thought I wanted to write, I, I just, I don't know, I when I get really inspired by stuff, I want to write, like, you know, mm-hmm. what if stories after. And I really wanted to write, like, an episode or maybe even a feature if I had enough ideas of, of 
this boy as like a teenager and what this town has gone through afterwards. It kind of just br- brought it, it got my brain really moving in in terms of like because there's no twist and there's no definitive ending of this one. Yeah. How does it Where move does it forward? go from there? Like yeah. is it just him sitting on his own like cuz every like the 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 offenses these these characters commit are so minor. Yeah. And he's just casting them off at will. Yeah. Uh and also if you if you are listening, you can see what hacks we are when we were talking about young kids having superpowers earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how one to one our minds are. <laughs> I did not make that con- connection on purpose, but I see <laughs> the connection now. Which I think goes even further to show what hacks we are. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not does. intentional theft. It's even, just <laughs> didn't even think about it. Uh, versus the living doll, which I think <clears throat> it's weird because I think this is one of the episodes that has like a better, some of the better like emotional moments, but it also has some of like the most ham-fisted. Like when she comes home with a doll, the stepfather's like, "Oh, you wanted to get it for her because I can't have kids, and you wanted to like she wanted to have someone to play with, right? Yeah, that's what you're saying." Cause she wanted a, like she wants a a baby brother, but I can't give it to her, and it's like, yeah, such over the top. Like this one hammers it the <laughs> fuck in, dude, and it it is very abrasive with the points it's trying to make. I feel as if they the writers had this big idea that they wanted to connect these two worlds together, and they didn't have enough time to do it, so they had to make those lines that are like. You're yeah. so upset I can't have kids. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point, you probably know where Jake and I are probably leaning. With but I do want to say, I think Living Doll had some, like... Because we're saying that Twilight Zone is spooky, and I think, like, a lot of them are, like, spooky in a way where it's, like, makes you think about, like, some... But I think, like, there's actually some good... Like, the the way that the doll's voice, like, projects into his mind and stuff at times. I think, like, that's actually good spooky like movie tv making yeah so I, th- I thought that that was something to something worth pointing out and i guarantee at that time before we knew about chucky and mm-hmm. that type of stuff this was probably horrifying <laughs> for people to watch yeah uh it's probably also gave everyone who had a shitty stepfather hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, he wasn't, it's, it's not like he was, he's, he, you can see he's doing his half best, I guess, (laughs) but he's, he is like, it's not that he's like a good stepfather, but he's not horrible. (laughs) He's just kind of like, he doesn't really care as much as he should. Yeah. But it's also interesting because, like, it is so over, like, so heavy-handed with that backstory. But then you don't even, like, get a sense of how long they've been together. Because I thought that that, like, I I sort of got the feeling that, like, he was pretty new to being a stepfather. That's what I got, too. You know, he's still trying to figure it out. Not that, like, yelling at the girl like this is ever acceptable or trying to cut her doll's head off. Yeah. (laughs) He had to have been new because that girl's probably, like, six. Yeah. So I thought that... I don't know. Like, there's some interesting dynamics I wanted to see a little bit more explored there. But I think, I mean, it's a good life. Like, it, that ending, really, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he, he, I think the ending is just he make he makes it start snowing, right? That's yeah. just the ending. Uh, I mean. Rod, Rod Serling's like, ah, don't fuck with them. I know, that's <laughs> basically the end. There's no point to be made. They basically make their point and then they do the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be It's a Good Life. Uh 
I don't know about Jake, but... I'm going to pick It's a Good Life. Okay. So, It's a Good Life moves on to the next round. Next up, we have our number two seed, Five Characters in Search of an Exit and a Game of Pool. This is... I think, like, these two... There's another matchup that I think also really well embodies, like, the two types of Twilight Zone episodes I think there are, which is, like, there's one episode where it's just, like, things are happening to you and, like, you're reacting or whatever versus, like, you're doing something and that causes the situation. So, like, the Game of Pool one, it's, like, his pride that gets him to be, like, I could beat anyone, I could beat this guy. And then five characters in search of an exit. Like, it's just them in a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it, that doesn't do it for me in the same way. Because it's just, like, it's not it's not character-based. It's just, like, okay, this is happening to these characters. Like, it's seeing how they react, but... Yeah. And I think a game of pool is not... It's not spooky. It's not scary. Nothing. Yeah. But it, Dry like at the end of five. It was spooky. Five characters at the end uh, in search of an exit was spooky because of the ending. Once again, spoiler. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say that this episode. <laughs> but uh, there are dolls. Yeah, there are dolls in a bucket. Uh, that's spooky to me. But I didn't take the point home and maul it around in my head at all. Yeah, it's just sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like just, I see. Yeah, they're just dolls. Uh. And then a game of pool, it wasn't scary. Um, I think it's like, it is one of those ones that like, you watch it and you're like, oh, wow, he's dead. Yeah. And then like, you sort of, you sit with it and you're like, okay, like if you just spend your whole life on this one thing and like you, you try to be the greatest, like that's all you'll have in the end is like this one thing that you tried to do. Yeah. And I think that that's a much more interesting. Yeah. And that, it made so many good points about trying to be the best and putting all your eggs into one basket mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and it, it did an interesting thing where it opens up on your protagonist and then you start to hate him yeah. by the end. I mean, I guess there's a couple Twilight Zone episodes that do that, <laughs> but this one was more, it was more prominent than usual to me. And I started, cause I, I thought Fats was going to be like, I thought it was going to, I think it sets you up so that you don't want Fats to win. And yeah. then you do, then at the end, it's like, it's not that you want him to win, but it's like, you hope that Fats, something changes about Fats. Fats he is, seems like he's tortured from the beginning. Fats is the guy. He's the pro. He's the dead pro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like at first you're like, oh, this guy's just being so arrogant. Like he's so full of himself. And then you see like, no, he's really telling this guy like, don't do that. Like you were making a big mistake. Yeah. And I I just enjoyed the it's only two characters in yeah in uh that episode and I just enjoyed it quite a bit uh I it's not scary at all but I mean it gets my pick because five characters in search of an exit there's not much else to say other than they're in a bucket yeah. they're in a giant bucket you don't know what's going on and then you think like maybe they're being watched or something they then one gets out. And yeah, and then it's like, oh, they're, they're dolls. dolls. It's one of those Twilight Zone episodes that, like, where you can really feel that it's like, all right, these need to be 25 minutes. Like, these are, these episodes are 25 minutes on the dot with the credits. Yeah. And it's like, some of these, you're like, 
okay, they clearly had a twist, and they worked backwards from it, and they just had to keep yeah. fleshing it out to get... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, like, the, even as an idea, like, the five characters, the types of characters they are never has any impact on the story, like... Yeah, they never the really... The girl being a ballerina, like, that doesn't really pay off in it. Yeah. There's the part where they all stand on each other's shoulders, and she's like, I can't reach. Jump. <laughs> uh, jump to try to reach and i i think the was it a sergeant i think he's a major major that's right uh i mean he clashed with everybody else but that's only because he's the new guy yeah. it's not it's something and, about his character and the cl- it's like pretty much everything you expect i can't fault the writers of twilight zone for this episode because once again these are like that was probably a brand new idea at the time that's something um, else I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, some of these things are, like, cliche at this point, but maybe that's because th- this sh- mo- this show existed, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems obvious that we're both going to pick a, a game, game of, of pool, pool. Uh, here. So a game of pool moves on to the next round, and we have our next matchup, which is to serve man versus the eye of the beholder. Two Classics to serve man one of the one of the all time great pun twists. <laughs> uh, I will admit I had seen I think we had watched to serve man in film school. Okay. Uh, and at the end everybody goes kind of chuckling, you yeah. know, because it is literally it's a cookbook. It's a twenty five <laughs> minute pun. <laughs> That's all it is. And I the beholder. Uh, I mean, God, that's such a good episode, dude. What's What's great about it is like the what it makes you think is great because it's like, you know, it is the eye of the beholder. Like what what your preconceived notions of it like really change it. But it's also like great makeup. These people are fucking freaky look. Like that's great. Just like body horror. In my opinion, I think Eye of the Beholder could be the scariest. Twi- like genuinely, when I when I watched it as a kid, I had I legitimately had nightmares from that episode, mm-hmm. and I thought and normally from anything from like the fifties and sixties, either the makeup's too bad and I don't, it's not scary or the, you know being it being black and white takes me out of it, so I can't get genuinely scared. And just like what they were allowed to put on screen was so limited. Yeah, and I the Beholder, I was not expecting. The, the big twist. Yeah. I was not expecting to see those faces, and I was just blown so far back by the by the twist. And I thought it was such a good twist on that one. It, mm-hmm. it just flips the entire narrative on its, on its head. To serve man is also good, <laughs> but I just think that... I it, think to serve man is like a... It's a great example of like how to how to take an idea and like run with like like a, you have a, this you have this one joke and you want to build up to it and like how can you do that yeah and it really like stretches it to its extremes it's sort of it's sort <laughs> of akin to five characters in search of an exit yeah i feel like you could tell to serve man as a as a joke mm-hmm. you could tell it Absolutely. as as like a one liner uh it's a fine it's a fine episode, but it doesn't it doesn't expand on any thoughts. It, it it just I think there is like something to the idea that 
humans are like, oh, they're going to serve us. Like, that's just... Oh, that's true. That's just our innate belief yeah. is that, like, oh, these foreign things are just ours to to use. And then it's yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is Maybe true. we're not right about this. But I don't... <laughs> I don't think like that, because I, I think that is a good idea, but I don't think that counteracts the eye of the beholder, which I think is a, just a, a banger. Oh, yeah. Uh, my pick is eye of the beholder. Jake's pick is eye of the beholder as well. He's nodding. Eye of the beholder moves on. Um, our next matchup, another doozy, another <laughs> two titans. Uh, the monsters are due on Maple Street in time enough at last. Oh, God. This is... Time Enough at Last is one of the ones I didn't rewatch because it's just like so. Yeah, I remember. Know. I remember I watched this at my friend's house and I was just like, "Oh, fuck!" This. Uh, so the monsters are due on Maple Street. Uh, a bunch of weird stuff starts happening, and this kid, this kid is like, "This is how they do it. This is how the aliens come. They send some people ahead." Yeah. And then they start like acting weird, and it's the whole like the, everyone starts turning on each other. It's this whole witch hunt. And then you realize that it's actually the aliens who are in control of everything. And they l- just let everyone turn on themselves. And was that... So was was that episode out, like, during... Sometime during the Red Scare? Was that... It must have been, yeah. Kind of an allegory for the Red Scare? Probably. I would think... Yeah, I mean, I would think so. That had to be some inspiration yeah. for it. Um... Like Jake said, yeah, the whole premise of it is that these neighbor this neighborhood's like really quiet and happy and then weird stuff starts happening. And everybody assumes that the aliens have taken the shape of humans and people aren't what they seem. Um and then at the end so everybody starts fighting, um, people destroy each other's property, nothing is safe anymore in the neighborhood. And, and like the, the the littlest like Oh, some guy has insomnia, and he goes outside at night to look yeah. at the stars sometimes. Like, that's, oh, he must be an alien because he's looking at his home planet. And then it's like, well, why are you looking at him looking at the stars? Yeah. And I'll be honest, uh, another one I watched in school. <laughs> it wasn't film <laughs> school, but it was. I watched this in, like, eighth grade, I think. Uh, the The thing about this episode is the first time I watched it, I thought that, Someone actually was going to be yeah. a monster. I thought someone actually was going to be an alien. Uh, turns out there are aliens at the end of this, but they're not among the people. They're just observing everybody, and they're weakening. They're literally doing They're doing like almost nothing. <laughs> they crashed their ship, I think, far away from the, from the neighborhood, yeah. and they've done nothing else. <laughs> and then they waited for the humans to collapse on themselves yeah well they messed with the like electricity and stuff oh that's right yeah Uh, somehow they were able to disable the cars from a distance and then i don't know exactly how that works this has like one of the i think one of the only acts of gun violence in the show which is kind of wild oh yeah when the guy shoots his neighbor because he doesn't know who it is like that's i mean if that's not (laughs) heavy-handed i know (laughs) yeah this came out this came out seven years after the crucible which everyone (laughs) knows is the uh the authoritative yeah. allegory for uh, the Red Scare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing about the thing about this episode, like, because I do enjoy it, but then at the end they're like, yeah, this is how it always goes. And I'm like, there's always a kid who says that in all of my books, this is how the aliens come. Like, <laughs> um, that fir- just that first step of being like, oh, this must be the aliens and they're already here. Like, that, that logical leap, I'm not sure, feels earned. Yeah. 
quite but the possibly. rest of, I think the rest of the episode is really strong. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. Uh and then time enough at last. I mean that's one of the most referenced Twilight Zone yeah. episodes. Uh so many jokes in like the Simpsons Family Guy. I think Futurama. Park, Futurama has a joke about it. Uh Here's the thing about characters with bottle frame glasses, with bottle, <laughs> bottle lens glasses. Darren's just supposed to beat him up. Always feels so bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> it, like I instantly, if you have if you have Coke bottle glasses and anything, like it sucks because you're usually the butt of the joke in yeah. whatever it is. And I always, <laughs> ne- I like never laugh because I always feel bad for those people because I'm like, dude. You, I just feel so much empathy towards that person <laughs> because they're they have to they're blind without their glasses. Yeah, and the glasses make them look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you literally have to live your life looking stupid, <laughs> or else you cannot see. And this one particularly hurts to yeah. watch because he loves reading so much. That's the only thing that's. I think that's what's going. That's what's so good about this episode. It's so it's like it's it's character driven. It's like so like you start with the premise of like okay, what if the nuclear bomb fell? And then you're like, well, this guy wants to just read, and so like all he wants to do is read his books, but his glasses break. But the reason he survives is because he wants to just go read. Yeah, he in the almost safe. kills himself. Yeah, he puts in, a gun to his head in the safe. So it's just like so. I, I love it because it's just like so his character is about wanting to read. And in the end, he finally has the one thing he's always wanted. And then they just fucking take it away from it. Like it's so it's so brutal. It's horribly sad. <laughs> and his whole life, his bot. I mean, here's where this episode gets kind of weird. Nobody wants him to read. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why the episode is so weird. Yeah. Everybody's so against him reading, which is a harmless thing to do. <laughs> and it like... He's doing it on his own time. He's doing everything he needs to. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he's so kind like, of a go shitty... Go home and read t- watch TV. <laughs> he's a shitty bank teller. I mean, that's established yeah. because he reads so much. Uh, but yeah, his boss doesn't want him to read anymore. For some reason, his wife doesn't want him to read? Yeah, because everyone around him is a jocks. I guess. He's from Jocktown, USA. So I guess that just makes the point that, like, in that time, reading was akin to, like, video games or Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I mean, I feel a lot of more... I feel so much... Whereas, like, I think Time Enough at Last is about a truly good moral character getting fucked over. Mm-hmm. And Monsters Are Doing Maple Street is about... People showing their true colors who are actually horrible, who implode, creating a societal collapse on themselves. So this one's really tough for me to pick. I feel I feel the same way. This like I have some hang like a a few hangups for both of them that like like it <laughs> I think it's sort of the same way as every Twilight Zone episode. It's like if you can just buy into the premise, like you'll you'll have a fun ride. Yeah. But if if for a second you're like, why don't they want him to read? Or you're like, why is everyone listening to this kid? <laughs> yeah. Then I think it like totally takes you out of it. Yeah. Um hmm. I think I'm gonna pick time enough at last just because it is like such a such a cultural thing, and I just I can relate to that guy because all you ever want is just time for yourself. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> just everyone just comes in and they say, Hey, let's build a deck. 
let's drill these <laughs> holes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. And yeah. you're like, finally, the holes are done. And then they're not. And then you find out you have to you've done everything wrong. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm gonna pick time a lo- time enough at last as well, just because I think mostly I think you just made up my mind for me. <laughs> like I think I was just gonna go off of what you were saying because I could not make the decision. Don't not not a tactic I recommend picking up for Jake, but it is what I just used. This is why I have to look out for Darren's, Darren's best interest. <laughs> um Okay, so the next matchup, we have Dummy versus the 16mm Shrine. This is interesting. I didn't realize these were matched up. These are both... I know. These are both very similar. Yeah. Very, very similar episodes. 16mm Shrine was interesting because I watched uh, Sunset Boulevard like a few months ago and just seeing like how much of that is just this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think these are... Very similar, but they're they're different in what they're the reason that their protagonist ends up. Yeah, one is out of hate and one is out of love. I the thing about sixteen millimeter shrine. So sixteen let millimeter me, shrine. Let me explain the premise. Yeah, of I was these, about these to. Episodes. I was about to. Okay. Uh, sixteen millimeter shrine is about an aging movie star. Uh, she she'd been like a huge a huge star when she was younger. But she still wants to play, you know, like those romantic leads and everything. And Hollywood just doesn't have a place for older women who aren't mothers. Uh, And so she just locks herself in her house all day watching her old movies. Her agent tries to get her an audition, but it's for a mother role, and she says no. And then she just becomes so obsessed with the movies that she gets sucked into one of them. Uh, Literally. Literally. (laughs) Literally, she's part of the movie. Uh, Dummy is about a ventriloquist act who the crowds just love. Yeah. The crowds are eating this shit up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, who says his ventriloquist dummy is alive. And he hates the dummy as well. Yeah, he hates the dummy. He hates the act. He's going to start a, he's just going to leave that dummy behind and start a new, a new show with a different dummy that he has. Yeah. Uh, which is the showrunner, the bar owner says, no, people love your original dummy act. Nobody likes this new one. He's also an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. There's sort of... Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, he... Eventually, the dummy, the first dummy, like, says that he'll never let him go, and then they switch faces. Yeah. Which is one of the truly horrifying sights from this show. Yeah, and the way it turns to the camera is awful, yeah. too. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, cause at first I was like, when, when the guy looks at the camera, I was like, wait, that's not the actor. That's not the guy. And then you look at the dummy and you're like, holy fuck, that is not, <laughs> that's fucked up. It's, I think it's implying more than they just switch faces. I think it's implying that the dummy is, is well, yeah, taken over. Yeah. They switch, the they switch brains. They have a yeah. freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> one, that's one freaky Friday. If you ask me. Yeah. They have a freaky Friday <laughs> and a face off. <laughs> Something not related to the 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 plot of this episode. I th- at one scene in the background, you can see a poster for a clown, and oh. I think it's the same clown in five characters oh. searching for an exit. By the way, that fucking clown in that episode really pissed me off. <laughs> he's just like such a theater kid. The way he's like, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing about sixteen millimeter shrine is, I think it sort of shows. It pushes, like, some of how much, 
that it doesn't make any sense. It, sh- it shows how a lot of times Twilight Zone shows or like tells instead of shows. Yeah. Because she like shows up to the office and they're like, yeah, it's the role of a mother. Where I think that would be a lot more interesting if she was like on set and she like showed up and got her lines and like freaked out. Yeah. And then it's like a lot of it is just characters talking about how she's just been stuck in there for so long. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to see the story a little bit more. Yeah. And the reason, I mean, the reason I pointed out that duality is because, <clears throat> you know, the love-hate thing. Obviously, she loves her movie. She wants to live. She never wants to grow old. She wants to be that actress mm-hmm. for the rest of her life or for eternity even. Uh, and then the the, the ventriloquist uh, hates that dummy so much. He locks him. He locks the hated dummy into a box and... Uh, does his show with the new dummy. It's like a goofier looking dummy. And then he... Who has really thick glasses and the whole joke is that he can't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I felt horrible. <laughs> I was crying at that episode. <laughs> um, and then when the when they switch faces, the dummy's like, time it up at last to read. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back in. I think he's drunk at this point after that show, right? And he... Yeah. Comes back, he... He the lights like go out or something, and he he realizes that the dummy that he put in the box is out of the box now. Yeah, out of the box, and then he uh, the lights go out, or he's drunk or something. I think some of a this, mix of both. Some of this episode was a little hard for me to follow between like that and then like his manager who owns the bar who's quitting for some reason. Yeah, and who's like, don't go to New York. It's the same as it is here. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, I think he... And then he smashes a dummy that he thinks is the one yeah. that he doesn't like, and it ends up being the one that he... Uh, his new the, one. The reading one. The reading one. <laughs> uh, and thus he that's when the transformation begins. He becomes yeah. stuck with the dummy he hates for the rest of his life. I don't know the physics of how that change happens, but it's... It doesn't explain Freaky. That. It is a f- freaky... Um, Did you I, have thoughts on sixteen millimeter? You didn't say. Uh, not too many. Not too many thoughts. I think. Uh, I do like. I do like the scene where uh, her old co-star shows up, and he's and she's old. like, she's like, but you're so old. And she's like, what are you doing now? He's like, I own a chain of grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. I think he says supermarkets. Well. Mm. <laughs> Who's counting, you know? Uh, and she's like, you're hideous. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're looking all right. There's an episode. Do you watch the show Metalocalypse? I've seen some of it. There's an episode where Dr. Roxo, the same thing happens with Dr. Roxo. <laughs> and he he's like, he seeks out, for like the whole episode, he seeks out this girl that he, like a like groupie he was banging when he <laughs> oh, was in yeah. his show, when his show years. And he sees her, and he's like, "Oh, you fat! <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't, I don't like you." And it's just like he's so surface level, everything. and it's like it's basically exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I know I said earlier I don't have much to say about sixteen millimeter shrine, but I believe the point. I think the the points with e- each of these. I think the point is easier to get with sixteen millimeter shrine than it is with dummy, because there's there is a lot of that weird those weird character add-ins that don't entirely fit in with the rest of the story. Um, or maybe we're just not getting them. <laughs> that could be it too. Yeah. Uh, if we are not and you're listening, Rod, Rod, <laughs> uh, send us a message. Tell us why we're stupid. 
Uh, I think that 16mm Shrine, like, it's not a bad episode, but, like, the same story is done so much better in a game of pool. Explain that. Because it's Why? all about, like, you, you, your whole life is about one thing, and you just become so obsessed with it. Yeah. And, like, I guess 16mm is a little bit more about, like, recapturing youth, but it, they're both about, like, not being able to keep living your life because you're just obsessed with this one idea. Yeah. And then you become stuck in it. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's basically what I was going to say about 16mm Shrine versus Dummy. Because he, because in Dummy, he wants to get away from that so much mm-hmm. because he feels unsafe. And 16mm Shrine, she is so obsessed with her youth. She's not ready to move on that she literally, I mean, she gets what she wants. Yeah. I think it's a better, to me, I mean, I'm going to... I don't know which one. I mean, Dummy's creepier for sure. Dummy's definitely scarier. When I was watching Dummy, though, uh, my roommate came in and he goes, who did the scary dummies first? Was it uh, Twilight Zone or... um?" And then he couldn't think of it. And I was like, Goosebumps? And he's like, yeah, Goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) He was joking when he said Goosebumps, but it was... (laughs) A joke doesn't work as well when you don't remember the reference. (laughs) Uh, It was really funny, though. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pick dummy if that, okay. <laughs> if that um, influences you at all, uh, it does one certainly. way or the other. It does. Certainly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick dummy as well. I think okay. there's, there's more dread. There's more dread to be had with dummy than there is a 60 millimeter shrine. I think there's just a little bit more depth to his character about like how he's been driven to drinking and like, there's all this, like it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. For a 60 millimeter shrine just feels a little like superficial and all of that. Yeah. Um, our next matchup that was, there we go. Uh, the howling man versus people are alike all over. Mm. <sighs> Sorry. I just breathed into the mic. I didn't <laughs> want to, I'm stressed out about the, the one of these episodes because I was, I hadn't seen, I'll be honest. I hadn't seen the howling man before I okay. made this bracket. The only reason I wa- I put it on is because I was told it was so good. It was so highly regarded as one of the best episodes. Yeah. The howling man is about a man shows up on this mountain. He's lost in the storm. Yeah. It looks like, it, yeah. Uh, you don't need much more context than that. He's just yeah. on a hike or something. Yeah. Uh, the people who live there, they're, like, religious, and they're like, no, you can't stay here. Leave. They literally look like Jesus. Yeah. Like, they all look like God or Jesus. Uh, he hears some howling, the man who came. Uh, that's a different Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> the man who, he heard some howling, and then the man came. The man who came. There's there's an episode title for us right there. Um <laughs> He, he goes and talks to the man, the howling man, and the howling man's like, the person who's in charge is insane. He's locked me in here. You have to let me loose. The person who's in charge is like, no, that's the devil. And that's the devil. I captured him. You can't let him loose. And the way they've phrased, the way they like have the dialogue play out, this is the, the acting's really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they have the dialogue play out, like you, you think that he's lying when he says I it's mean, the, the way devil. he says it is like not... Trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he says that there's like a a staff that's holding him in, and it's the only thing that can hold him in. And then the man's like, no, you must be lying. So he goes to release the howling man, and he realizes it's just that staff there p- protecting him. Yeah. 
uh, or keeping him in. And he's like, why don't you just do it yourself? But besides, even with thinking that, he still lets him loose. Yeah. And then the man starts walking, and he goes through these columns. And there's that really cool transformation where his horns start to come out, and he becomes the devil. And you're like, ah, fuck. You messed up, buddy. Yeah. You released the devil. And then he's telling this whole thing to his maid, who he's saying, don't go in there. Uh, Because he's got a, a a little... Staff and keeping he, the devil in. So that means that he captured him again. Yeah, he somehow captured the devil. And then this... Look. He's like, okay, just don't open this door to his maid as he's leaving. He's like, I have to go talk to this person. Just don't let the maid in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she there? <laughs> you have the devil captured. Don't, wanna, don't let anyone in. You know how easy it is to be tricked. Fire your maid. <laughs> Clean yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man stuck in your apartment. <laughs> Versus uh, people are alike all over. It's a rocket ship to Mars. There's a scientist and a man who's more of an adventurer. The adventurer's like, oh, I'm excited. If there are people there, they'll be just like us. They'll welcome us, blah, blah, blah. And the scientist is like, I don't think I want to go to Mars. I like being in the lab. <laughs> they crash. The, the adventurer dies. And the scientist is taken great care of by the Martians. They they build a house for him from his brain. And he's like, oh, you were right. People are alike all over. But it turns out they'd put him in a zoo. Yeah. And everyone was there watching him. And you know what? People are alike all over. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into these. Now, Howling Man, I was told, is one of the best Twilight Zone episodes of all time. I've seen it several times. People have been telling me to watch it, and then I watched it, and I said, okay. Uh, Can I ask you a question? What? Who says that? <laughs> a lot of internet articles, uh, people are, who are friends with my mom. <laughs> um, my mom, also. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I just What do they love about it? Like I, I don't really enjoy that episode that much. I, I think it's such a simple premise compared to most other episodes. Yeah, like, if you kept... I, I, I knew he was the devil. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the thing that Rod says at the end where he's like, you can catch the devil, but keeping him is harder. Because I think it's funny, but I don't think it's like... Yeah. I think it's... Like, I think there was a lot of promise to this episode, this idea of, like... This re- this guy who seems like a religious fanatic, who like you just listen to this guy talk and you're like, oh, he's lying. Yeah, this is not this is not true. But like, it's just so obvious that this guy is the devil. Yeah, I wanted a lot more of that doubt between the two the two sides. Yeah, I I I don't know. I just a uh, it just seemed so obvious from the get go. When he meets look him. At his, look at his facial hair. I'm like, yeah, he looks like the fucking devil. <laughs> Don't let him out. I mean, I know the whole point is like, yeah, he'll convince you, yeah. you know, he'll fight tooth and nail to convince you that he's not the devil. But it doesn't, <clears throat> he doesn't do anything especially tricky. He's just like, yeah, this guy's going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's out... Seemingly nothing happened. I mean, they don't. Maybe they. The point is not to get into that, I suppose. But nothing but, really happens to be to be like, oh, you really shouldn't have let him out. But All they, they do happened. mention that like war and stuff had stopped. Yeah. In that time, and it's like okay. 
War had stopped when he got let out. No, when they captured him. No, they said war war kept going. No, they said that when he was captured, they said there's still wars. But but a lot of the stuff had stopped. But some of it will go on forever. Oh, I, okay, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't really appreciate the Howling Man as much. <laughs> I think that uh, people are like all over is. It's an idea that stuck with me. I saw the first time I saw this episode was like very long ago. Uh, and it's, the idea has stuck with me ever since. And I, I do think it's kind of one of those ideas that's somewhat, uh, hokey, you know, it's a little bit like, it's a little bit like, uh, we live in a society type of (laughs) idea, but I do appreciate it a lot more than Howling Man. And I think it is one of the better Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episodes that's like stuck out to me. So people are like all over you saying. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm going to pick that. Yeah, I think, like, it's interesting because it is a little bit like, see, people really are like all over. We're we're terrible, <laughs> and it's a little, but I, I, I don't like. We haven't talked about this much, but I really just like the actor who played the scientist in this episode. Like, there's something about him that just like he felt likable. I've seen him in other things. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm not good with golden age actors. I'm not good with recognizing any actor, so. But I do remember, I do recall seeing him in other movies. So I just, I don't know. Like, I, I liked that. And I, I liked how, this, see, this seems like one of the few episodes where there's just, like, friendship between people. Because the adventurer's like, hey, I know you're worried, but, like, we've got a great thing going. And he's just, like, trying to comfort him. And it's, like, that's and so rare to see in a Twilight Zone episode. This... Might just be me, but I did enjoy the dynamic that he wanted to bang one of the Martians. <laughs> yeah, I... And she showed interest in him, yet she still was, like, all for putting him in a cage. No, she wasn't, because she turned oh, away true. and left. Yeah. It's like, it is... It does add depth while also being almost entirely baseless, because it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, the second he sees her, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's a Mars strange. <laughs> and he asks like all your, he has something along the lines of like, when he sees her, like all your parts are the same as humans. <laughs> like, dude, you're thinking of, you know thinking, what you're thinking yeah, of. we know what you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, so I did, I did, I did like, uh, no, I, I don't know. I didn't enjoy the howling man that much. I liked people are like all over much more. Okay. So people are like all over moves on to the next matchup. Then we have, I mean, oh boy. Okay, number seven, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet versus number 10, Where Is Everybody? The first episode, the pilot episode versus maybe the most famous Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. First Twilight Zone episode I ever saw. The only Twilight Zone episode to ever star William Shatner. That's true. (laughs) Uh, On the plane, there is something. (laughs) This is the first... They remade this in the movie, I know. didn't they? They remade they this it in the scarier. movie. And they remade this for the TV show. I I wanted to watch the TV show, but that's just 45 minutes long. The brand new TV the, show? The Jordan Peele one has a remake of this where Adam Scott plays the character who sees the... Oh, uh, I think I saw the trailer for that. He's like a... He's a journalist who's like... I just saw, like, one frame of it, but it's him, like, in the lavatory, like, typing on his computer. Like, oh, look... He's a truther, I think. A monster on the wing truther. That show has very bad reviews. 
The new Twilight Zone? Yeah. Like, I haven't I haven't seen it. Very bad. I think I think that episode has the highest rated is the highest rated episode on IMDb and it's like five point five oh my out of God. ten. It's people do not like that show. I watched like the first fifteen minutes of the one with Camille Nanjiani. Oh, uh, Camille's in one of them. I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but I also I think I was supposed to not know what was going on. It was okay. it was it was put on Facebook as like a tw- uh, like a oh, teaser. Like, okay. oh, you want to see what happens next? Watch the f- buy a fucking CBS all access pass, idiot. <laughs> oh, it's 6.8. I should I'm sorry. That's still not good. But there's epi- there's an episode that's 4.7. That's really not good. Yeah, called Not All Men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, that's that's beside the point. Where is every? Do you want to summarize these real quick? So where is everybody? The first Twilight... We have the first Twilight Zone that ever aired versus the first Twilight Zone that I've seen. <laughs> uh, so where is everybody? A man shows up in a town. Uh, he doesn't know where he is, and he can't see anybody. He doesn't... Nobody's around. He goes into diners... Yeah, saying he can't see anybody is a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> but <laughs> stuff's is, happening. Yeah, but... Okay, that's fair. There are things happening. He just can't see anybody doing them. So he is going around. He's asking where everybody is. He goes into a diner. He's like, Can I get... You have a customer here? Give me some food. And... He, Which is actually how a lot of people do go into restaurants. So he keeps getting sabotaged all around town. Like he goes into a phone booth, tries to call his family or somebody, and he gets locked into the phone booth and he mm-hmm. doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and then you find out that he has been going through a government mind experiment where they're trying to like, I guess, season his brain for torture or something like that. Uh, and they're putting, they're literally putting like, some sort of muscle stimulation on his brain and making him picture all this in his mind. Yeah. Kind of a student filmy ending to this one. <laughs> uh, they spec parked it. They spe- <laughs> oh, no. Um, just joking. Just joking. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, well, if, they, if, if they'd used the twist you suggested. Um, and then we have Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, where, as Jake said... It is the only one with William Shatner. Uh, he, I mean, if you need an explanation on this one that's, like, longer than what I'm about to give, then you really need to get out more. Uh, or stay in more. A guy, yeah, I guess. Stop a guy, reading books. A guy takes a plane. He looks out on the wing. He sees a monster on the wing. And in this iteration of it, it looks goofy. Yeah. But he's like, oh, he tries to tell everyone, there's a monster on the wing. He's pulling out the, the wires and stuff. Everyone is like, "What?" And then they look out. He's not, he's gone. And then he's and then he's like, "Oh, maybe I'm going crazy." He looks back out, sees a monster again, and he's the only one who is seeing the monster. Everybody else, when they look out, they don't see him. So then he he basically goes into a into shock, some sort of uh, existential dread type of shock, where mm-hmm. he he starts to think he's crazy. Um, that's the premise of the episode. Great episode. Uh, I mean, I do like the pilot. I do like the pilot of Twilight Zone. It is creepy. It is one that started... Yeah, it is creepy. It is one that started it all. But it is a little bit... It is a little student filmy or like some later season Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Twist where it's like... Okay. This isn't... Like, because that twist you could do at the end of every episode. (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Literally. So, like, it... I wonder, like, if the... And then it, he woke up and it was all in his mind. Like, I wonder how people reacted to that, to that at the time. Yeah. Because, like I said, like, a lot of this stuff feels cliche sometimes, but, like, partially because of Twilight Zone, you know? And I... Yeah, we we do need to consider the time that it was made, and it's it, the point of it isn't that he woke up with a, you know it's a mind control experiment. That's not the point of the episode. The point of the episode yeah. is that people without human interaction would go insane. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Yeah, me it's too. Just, I mean, it's pretty easy. It's iconic. Yeah, it really is. It is. Certainly one of the best episodes of Twilight Zone. Um, and how many more do we have here? We have one know. more. We have one more matchup for this right. episode. Um, our next matchup is When the Sky Was Opened versus The Fever. Is that the full title or is there more to it? Is it like When the Sky Was Opened and the Man? I think it was just When the Sky Was Opened. Oh, why did I think that? Okay. Um. Sorry, anyway. I think both of these both of these are good. Uh, the Fever kind of leans more on the air of light. Like, When the Sky is Open is kind of akin to... Uh, it's kind of akin to the one we just talked about, um, Where Is Everybody, versus the Fever being more akin to, like, Living Doll and Dummy. Yeah, I think this, like, this is the one where I think it's the starkest contrast of, like, the Fever is one guy who... Like, has a strong belief, and then he tests that belief, and it, like, totally backfires. He just, like, loses his everything. Yeah. Versus when the sky was opened, it's like, wouldn't it be crazy if people didn't know you existed and then you disappeared? And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know know what you're supposed to take from this one. Yeah. It's not about... It's not about, like, if people forget about you, you disappear. It's like... Do you want to explain both of these Yeah, okay, sorry. The fever is... This couple wins a trip to Vegas through the newspaper. Uh, The the man, who seems much older, uh, is, like, hates gambling. He hates everything about it. Versus the wife, who's, like... Doesn't she doesn't seem to have a very strong stance? Yeah, she's just she's just trying to have a fun time because she had won a free trip. Yeah, uh, and she just plays like she she gambles a little bit. I think it's like five dollars or something. Yeah, and she and then when he starts and then and then like they're leaving and he's like, all right, that's it. I can't remember her name, but he says it like a hundred times. Yeah, uh, and then some guys like, oh man, put this in the machine and pull the thing, and it's like. Okay, and then she's like, oh, go on, honey, it's already in. And so he, he puts it in, and he pulls the thing, and he wins money. And he goes, they go to bed in their separate beds. And in the middle of the night, the, the money's calling out to him, and it's like... Well, it's the machine, I think. Isn't it the machine I think it's the money it? calling out to him. Oh, okay. And then the machine calls out to him later, and it's calling whatever his name is. You hear that a thousand times also. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's just, like, putting all this money in. And then, like, some time passes, and you don't even, like, really realize what's happened. But he's cashed three checks to get more money trying to win the jackpot in this machine. And he spends eight hours <laughs> from, like, from like midnight to 8 a.m. or whatever doing this. And eventually he just, like, loses his mind, attacks the, attacks the slot machine, 
Yeah. And then jumps out of a window, basically. Because <laughs> he just, like, can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, versus when the sky was opened, three spacemen go to space. They come back. And all of a sudden, the newspaper and everything saying there's only two of them. Mm-hmm. One guy remembers. And he's, like, trying to refresh everyone's memory that this guy existed. Even the person who was on the flight doesn't remember. He, like, goes to the bar that they were at, and they're like, no, it was just you, mister. And then he calls his own parents, and they forget about him, and then he disappears, and then the last guy disappears, and there's an empty room. And it's... (sighs) But here's the thing. I think I like when the sky was open more than you, because I think what I took away from it was... It's not so much a global statement like the fever is, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that it's more of a statement about the characters. Like, did these people really ever not exist? Or did Like, is there really something going on where they, they thought that their friends existed, or did none of them exist ever? Um, it, I don't know. I just don't think, like, there's an... I don't think there's enough of that for us to dig in. Like, there's... There's so much of, like, him being at the bar with, like, some attractive woman who, like, they're just drinking together. I, like, I would, I would I would rather, like, cut that out and have, like, more emphasis on, like, if you did these things that no one remembers you, did you exist or any of that? Like, I just, I, the episode doesn't really work for me. Okay. Interesting. Um, I do at, like the fever. In the end, you just left, like, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about any of that. Like, it... I just, I watched it and then I moved on. <laughs> I do, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, um, I, I don't care how you feel about it, Darren. I don't care. You're stupid. Your opinions are bad. I know, you don't care about anything. Jake's a real rebel. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like the fever. I do think the fever, both of these are like creepy in their own ways i think the 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 reason the fever is more creepy is because it's obviously i mean it's obviously a metaphor for addiction yeah uh and the creepiest thing about it is maybe the slot machine's voice uh because what is it his name's like gene or something right it's like i can't remember because they say it they say it a thousand times yeah real quick um and i think just hearing that over and over again, that with the, the with the um, the com- comparison of him, Jake mentioned he says his wife's name quite a bit. There's a comparison to be had with the slot machine uh, saying his name over and over again, and him saying his wife's name over and over again. I think that was intentional, and I think that uh, there's a comparison to be had where he is kind of. Uh, letting the slot machine overtake his marriage even because he essentially what he is, what he has been to his wife is now overtaken by what the slot machine has become to him where now, you know, he's, he's the one, he was the one nagging on his wife and saying, well, we got to get out of here. And now his slot machine is, is nagging on him and saying, yeah, he was nagging, he was nagging his wife, not even letting her like have any say in any of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, the slot machine is controlling everything. Yeah. And I think that, um, I do like when the sky was open, but I, I like the fever a lot because it is really, I mean, it's one of 
Very few Twilight His episodes. His name's Franklin. Franklin. Franklin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a... And Flora. He's like, Flora, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, Flora, all these degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they degenerates, Jake? Because they're gambling. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I thought you were going to throw a little... Uh, Racism in the sixties joke in there. Oh no, <clears throat> I don't think I don't think there's any. I think Twilight, any non-white wasn't Twilight Zone Twilight Zone. wasn't Twilight Zone fairly progressive for a show in the sixties. Probably, I don't know. I would assume possibly. Um, I, won't, I won't say probably. I think probably in the whole series, there's probably like two or three black people. <laughs> <clears throat> um, even even like then, I think they're like maids. <laughs> oh shit! Which um, isn't me saying. Like I'm just saying. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I uh, I do think that the fever is one of few Twilight Zones that uh, it takes the focus beyond what it's just trying to make a statement about, and it it goes into other facets of it, like saying you this man is so addicted to gambling it is replacing his marriage, and it, to me it clearly says that by the amount of names that they throw out. I mean, I think what's interesting about the fever is that like so like. It's a good life that happens in the Twilight Zone because, like, this kid has mind powers. Like, the fever, like, addiction does that to people. Not that, like, not people jump out of windows because they see a slot machine or whatever, but, like, people become addicted to things and spend all of their money on something that is bad for them and they get nothing out of. Yeah. And I thought, like, that, like, in in the... I, I can't remember if that episode came out in 60 or 59, but, like, in the 60s to be talking about addiction in that way, that like, that really hit me. Um, yeah. It's very progressive, I would say, for Twilight Zone. I mean, Twilight Zone's very progressive compared to other shows in the 60s. I'd say Twilight Zone is very progressive, uh, that, just in general. But that's an episode that's, like, not that highly rated by fans, and I think, like, it is a thing where they, like, Twilight Zone fans, I don't know if they just want, like, more sci-fi or what, but I think, like, that's... I really like that episode. Yeah, me too. Um, Even for, like... Like, I do have some problems why, like... She's just telling her husband to stop gambling. Like, she's never trying to move him away from the machine or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. And they, they accomplish so much within the 25 minutes that they have. Yeah, I... Here's how I think about it. I think, like, The Fever is a very good Twilight Zone episode. I think When the Sky Opened Up could be, like, a very good feature. If it really expanded on this idea of, like... Well, wasn't that already a Shyamalan movie? Like, wasn't it The Happening or something? Well, I don't know. There's a movie where a guy remembers people. But I don't think it's, like, just remembering people that no one else remembers. I think it's, like, the fact that... They're disappearing. Yeah. I think, like, playing with that idea and then, like, playing more with the idea of, like, did they have anything, did, like, how did this happen, I think would be, there's so much backstory that interests me, but, like, the episode itself, I just didn't really care about. Yeah. Um, So, I think it's fairly obvious that we were picking the fever on this one to wrap up the show. Jeez, I gotta make sure, I I don't have my normal bracket set up this time, (laughs) so I really have to... I have to check and make sure that we are, in fact, we've done every one of these. We have. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. That's that's it, guys. <laughs> that's, that's all you get for the Twilight Zone episode. 
We'll have a part two as well, but yeah. uh, that's part one. Jake, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, this is just this is just something that happened to my work on Friday. This guy came in. He's he's kind of a regular, and he came in and he gave two of my coworkers who like are closer with him books, and he says, "Yeah, just read these with an open mind," and that's it. And I don't want to say I don't want to say much more. I don't want to put anyone on blast. But I was like, what, all was right. Was it Mein Kampf? Did he hand him Mein Kampf? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the Communist Manifesto. Uh, maybe a little bit more fringe than any of that. But uh, <laughs> oh shit! He says, right. just read these with an open mind. It's kind of like mythology, but it's based on history. Oh like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just uh, just be safe out there, everyone. <laughs> Um, I'm still going to say vote, uh, vote and, and be careful around Halloween. Um, just like, you know, if you're going to a party, keep your distance, wear a mask, you know, don't go to a party. Yeah. That's really the point I want to make. But like some people are still going to go. They want to show off their costume. I really like Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. And it's ruined this fucking, let's just get over it. It's ruined. It's ruined. But like. Is ruined for this year, and if we just all stay safe, it doesn't have to be ruined forever. But you know, you could die. Yeah, you're you could you could be asymptomatic, but kill your family, and that's not yeah. what anyone wants to do. So just don't go to a party, stay home, put on a costume, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, watch post it on Twitter, watch scary movies or like lightly scary movies, like yeah. Trans- like Hotel Transylvania or something. If you don't like scary, my movies. girlfriend and I watched Beetlejuice last night. That is yeah. a great. That's a great non horror spooky movie. Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hostel. Um, lights light scary movies like that. Texas no, Chainsaw. Nightmare Before Christmas is a great multi holiday movie. That's yeah. light. It's not scary. It's light and it's funny. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Just basically watch a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> yeah. Any Tim Burton movie is probably fine. Uh, Except for uh, maybe Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that one's boring, too. <laughs> anyway. Follow us on social media, uh, at SnicklesCast on Twitter and Instagram, also on YouTube. Uh, Snickles, we are. We just came out. We, we had the One Chip Challenge a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Getting really good feedback on that one. Uh, we'll come out with more videos soon. Jake and I are just kind of both, like... I've been moving. We've I've both been moving. Yeah, I mean, I should be done moving by now, but I'm waiting on a final piece of furniture. That's which Darren has been talking to me about for a month. I'm all. I'm also starting <laughs> to think it's not real. It's been taking so long. Uh, Darren's gonna get it in its doll furniture. I know it's gonna be the size of my hand. Uh, so thank you for listening. I've got a. I've got a movie. Nope, I've got a video coming out pretty soon. Do you have a movie coming out too? Though? Yeah. <laughs> What's it about? Is it Snickles, the movie? Yeah, Snickles, the movie. Me and David. We've been filming it actually this whole time. Uh, That's a spoiler for that episode. (laughs) Forget we said anything if you haven't heard that episode yet. Uh, I I did I did capture David's voice for this uh, this outro, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use that now. That it's time enough at last that I can read that I'm a doll.
Really good, David. Yeah, you might have said too much on that, but anything we can get is good. Thank you.